0: Hi, you're listening to Thoughtful Wellness Revolution, where we believe wellness isn't wellness if it's just for you. We're your hosts, Zara and Hien. And before we get started, please make sure to give us a five-star rating and review. Even though we're a podcast that believes in decolonizing, we're still bound to the algorithm. So every little bit that you can help us out, we really appreciate it. And we thank you for all the support. Let's get into it. Hey, welcome, friends. This is our bonus episode, and today we're taking a trip back to the early 2000s. Just kidding. It's 2022, and we are all still talking about Benefer, who uh, happened to get married this weekend on what Hien informed me. This was uh, an imitation plantation. Hien, could you tell us a little bit more about that?
1: Yeah, so Benifer, the famous Benefer. Um, Ben Affleck and Jennifer Lopez um, got married um, in Georgia on, I believe, um, a property that he owns that is supposedly um, or is an imitation of like a slave plantation, which is so interesting (laughs) and so wild to choose that as like your wedding venue uh, when you have as much money and resources as they do.
0: Also, it's an insane thing to choose as your wedding venue after like one you shouldn't do that because it we shouldn't be glorifying plantations like that's a given um but also, so many celebrity couples have already been called out about it, like Blake Lively and the Ryan Reynolds, yeah,
1: you're like the the deadpool guy, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah, it is. It's so wild. Um, and, you know, it's it's interesting because they had already gotten married like last month, like their, li- their first little wedding that they did in Las Vegas. Um, and then shortly after they went to Paris for their honeymoon. Um, so it just I don't know, there's something about like, you know, you are you two are like rich enough and powerful enough to just go anywhere you want in the world set for your special day, uh, to have your special event. Um, and this is what you chose to do. Um, and they both have really interesting, how do I say it, like controversies relating to like anti-Blackness and racism. Um,
0: Absolutely. And when we get into the Enneagram part of this analysis, I do want to talk a bit about how Jennifer Aniston's threeness I think I can explain. I have a theory. Lopez
1: Jennifer Lopez?
0: Sorry. What did I call her? Aniston. <laughs> yeah, yeah, Jennifer Lopez. I think I she who Jennifer Aniston is also a 3 though. So I don't know, if your name is a 3, are you all Jennifers? I don't know. Get back to us if you're a listener, your name is Jennifer and you're not an Enneagram type 3. We would love to hear from you. <laughs> that is a joke, hopefully to everyone else as much as it is to me um <laughs> but yeah Jennifer Lopez I have a theory for why the weddings like they had a Vegas thing they did pair. you know I have a theory for that but yeah there is what we want to talk about first because we're talking about a plantation themed wedding which is deeply disgusting especially okay sorry man this is another topic but did you hear recently that someone was advertising slave quarters as a place to stay in an Airbnb, like renovated slave quarters.
1: Sadly, I did hear about that. So, you know, as far as your wedding venue being either at a plantation or like an imitation of a plantation um, or things like renting out for like a cute celebrating
0: Airbnb. enslavement in any way is yeah. not nice it's mm-hmm. not good we're moving we've moved beyond it it shouldn't have ever been a thing everyone who's done it should be embarrassed and people who are doing it now should be horrified. they should look in the mirror and feel horrified um
1: yeah but I it's it's a level of it's like the perfect blend of like white supremacy and capitalism though, for the people who are into that, because, um, you know, the people, there's people profiting from these venues or these like Airbnb type of places.
0: Um, and I think it's really interesting that you say that, and we will get a bit more into the specifics around the anti-Blackness issues of Ben and Nerfer. I'm just using their one name. Sorry, I had a burp in between there. Hopefully no one caught that. Yeah. Um, But uh, so specifically talking about their anti-Blackness as well, I actually do think this is some sort of PR situation um, because in this country, the seeming divide is either you are pro-Nazi or anti-Nazi, like pro-eugenics, anti-eugenics, pro-Black, anti-Black, like those those seem to be the only things were going on about, it does seem really interesting to me that with the controversy surrounding Ben as having a family, past family who were slave owners, and uh, Jennifer's rampant anti-Blackness in her co-opting of Black culture and so many other things, um, I think It's almost like a marketing tool that if you can't get on the, I fucking hate saying this, but the quote unquote woke team, like if you can't get in with the woke crowds, then you need to just appeal. This is the PR marketing aspect of it. You need to appeal to the right wing nut jobs. That's it. And it feels very dangerous where it's like, I think maybe there's another way other than being like, yeah, I guess we're just like, okay with celebrating slavery now. Like, no, that's not right. I don't know. Maybe I'm too far off with that, but thoughts. And maybe you can provide background because I just named random things and talked about my own stuff.
1: Well, I think that I read that the property that they got married on, he ha he in the past wanted to sell, but he couldn't. And so there is a part of me that thinks like a little bit of what you're saying, it's kind of like, well, it's kind of like, um. It's, it's almost like if we, we can't beat them, join them thing. like and, and I'm not saying that Benfer is necessarily trying to appeal to like the right wing people or anything. but it's just kind of like, well, it sucks that my ancestors were slave owners and um, I can't even sell this property that has problematic historical, vibes like you know that so so I might as well just like well whatever it's one of my properties and I'm a rich dude like uh and it's probably really beautiful you know so I'll use it um at my wedding right like why not kind of a vibe and so it just feel it does feel a little bit like might as well like I just feels a little bit like sloppy like not very well thought off very but very convenient for them and um I was wondering if you wanted to get into a little bit about his past, a little, or a little more about um, his family's past um, and his own reaction to finding out that he has slave owners in his family.
0: Um, yeah, okay, so if you are unaware, Ben Affleck's family owned slaves back in the day, I think in Georgia, I wanna say, I believe they had 25 enslaved humans. Uh, that they held captive. And we discovered this, all of us, along with Ben Affleck during that PBS show, what is it, Finding Your Roots, where celebrities go on and they do DNA tests and history tests to kind of figure out, like, what are your roots? And he found out, oh, I have slave owners in my family and instead of owning that and acknowledging that and maybe saying "Hmm, let me take a pause for how this influences my life today this man sent an email to sony and said you bitches better cut that fucking clip out of my episode uh to which i was reading in an article i believe by the washington post that they were unsure or right. and maybe also I, I did two articles so I don't want to be incorrect about sources one was a CBS News clip and one was a Washington Post article um, where he sent an email they and between I guess people at Sony they were like well he's our big star we don't want to say no to him uh, and then someone else luckily said yeah but what about journalistic integrity which is real nice. And I don't know whether the episode aired originally with it because of this journalistic integrity integrity push, or if it was because of the Sony hacks, which happened and the emails that all got leaked. One of those emails was the one about Ben Affleck. So he had to come out with it and publicly He And I believe you read his posts about that.
1: Yeah. So that, I don't know the exact timeline for everything. And, and I, you know, I, 2015 is not that long ago, but it feels like so long ago, just because of how we've been living in the last few years. And so when I found out about, like, I just honestly found out about this, like, yesterday because of the whole imitation plantation wedding venue. But uh, he posted a Facebook uh, post, like a really long little essay in April, 2015, um when all that controversy came out and he said I didn't want any television show about my family to include a guy who owned slaves I was embarrassed the very thought left a bad taste in my mouth and then he did end up saying you know a whole bunch of nothing about like how he regret that he told them you know not to add to to showcase that in the show um and you know talking about like how overall, it's a good thing that there's like discussions happening about how we in America, or this is how he put it that, you know, we in America haven't reckoned with our legacy of slavery. Um, But of course, he's really talking about, you know, privileged white Americans uh, who haven't reckoned with that. Because of course, I think for black Americans, they've known about it, and they've had to live with the consequences. And poor Ben had his feelings hurt and didn't want others to know because he's embarrassed.
0: Um, yes, I agree with all you said. And I also need to add, it's not just white Americans. It's all white people everywhere. So white European listeners, sorry, you are not exempt from this conversation. Uh, You also need to check your privilege. Uh, But yeah, and I think it's really interesting as well, because you provided us some information about his background being a Hollywood liberal. Uh, He has a diversity push on all of his contracts or whatever, where you have to, You wrote notes, I should read them. Try to have diversity in their production team. Oh, okay. Inclusion and equity writer. Um, He supports progressive causes. And so it's like, no one out here is saying Ben Affleck is a bad guy specifically for this one action. I don't think it makes him a good guy. I'm not defending that action by any means, but I do think what it does is open up a conversation for what it means to say you support causes like, you can't, like, about how we, I think it's, like, I think celebrities are a good representation of, I've said this before, like, our values in society, and I think you don't get to choose when you have your values, you know what I mean? I think there's obviously some leeway to that, because, like, I don't value, mm, like, making tons of money, but I also live in a capitalist society where I need to do, you know, sometimes you have to sacrifice that value of, like, whatever but i think especially when you're a wealthy powerful person with privilege in society it's more important for you to stand in your values than it is for you to just say oh well i i do care about black people except when we have to deal with the fact that i have my family line has attributed to this problem. And I, getting married on an imitation plantation, am also
1: contributing to this problem. Yeah, it's, and you know, it's really interesting. Um, I, I didn't include this in my notes, but I'll share this is, it's very interesting that this is happening in 2022, because, you know, you would think that that whole controversy, with finding your roots happening in 2015 and uh you know 2020 all the listening um, and
0: learning everyone right <laughs> all
1: the listening and learning and um i was reading so he has um supported some progressive candidates um in the past and so like he has supported financially elizabeth warren senate-run aoc and ilhan omar but also in 2020 now this is why i find really fascinating is that he gave money to both the campaigns of cory booker and kamala harris like i just find that very interesting so this was in 2020 that he seems to want to support the black presidential candidates right but then in 2022 what happened ben <laughs> like what happened um yeah i don't know it's it's very interesting um but you know he he is just a very, I will say like, he's, he's just a, he's a very good Hollywood liberal. Like he, in the sense of like, he, he comes off like, I don't know, like he's trying his best to be like the quote good white person. And I don't know where it. I don't, I don't know where he's going to go from there after this weekend, but it's, but still it's very much like, okay, this is what Hollywood liberals are like. Right. Like, what, what can we really expect from white Hollywood liberals? Um, But I wonder if you want to talk a little bit about uh, J-Lo and a little bit about her and her background and, and um, the interesting things over her career.
0: Um, Yeah. Okay. So Jennifer Lopez, you probably know her. She is still Jenny from the block. She's from the Bronx. Um, And she is, a pop star who is slash actress slash I don't know what else she does I don't care
1: she has a skincare line there you go skincare line like all the celebrities either come up with a makeup or skincare line eventually now
0: don't forget they also can have an you can have an alcohol you can do a vodka or you know what I mean those are your options well it's because during 2020 none of them could do their job so then they were like I guess I guess we have to shill now. I guess we're influencers. Um, but so JLo is known in the industry as being a quote unquote diva, um, which I think has some merit. And also I think is a term given to women who are difficult when men who are difficult, they're just like, Oh, he's just like that. Like during the arrested development interview, when, Jennifer Jessica Walters was like oh this is off topic I'm sorry but it does bother me Jessica Walters was like oh I (laughs) experienced a lot of abuse from Jeffrey Tambor and all the men were like I mean it's not that bad everyone has bad days and it was like yeah yikes anyways so JLo um if you don't know about this alleged alleged start to her career which is that um, if you know anything about Mariah Carey, she was married to uh, record exec, uh, Tommy Mottola, and helped start her career. He was, uh, I don't know if this is proven or not, so I'm just going to say allegedly, allegedly very abusive to Mariah Carey. She escaped. He wanted to punish her. So then he saw j who I believe was like a background actress or something along those lines, or a background in a music video or a dancer or something, and said, I'm going to turn you into a star, baby. I am going to crush Mariah Carey and all of her hopes and dreams with you. And so also allegedly, Ashanti did the background or did a lot of the vocals for J. Lo's first album, which if you listen to the song, I'm Real, which both Jennifer Lopez and I believe Ashanti also has a version of like, it's the same kind of voice. Um, So yeah, that is a little background on how her career came to be. And in that process, she has co-opted a lot of Black culture. She has... uh, I do you want to get into the anti-black? Is there anti-blackness that I'm missing? I, I think I'm missing some stuff. Han, what do you have?
1: Um I don't have um anything specific on that. I just know that, you know, she's she's just one of those people who, you know, another sort of Hollywood liberal. Um, Now, I mean, yes, she has background being Jenny from the Block um, and being from the Bronx, but uh, I I know that like she dated um, Diddy back in the day. Um, So wild! I'm just thinking like, wow, that was like so long ago. That must have been like 20 years ago or something. Um, And I've seen a lot of like just people on Twitter. Uh, like black people on Twitter, just you know, when when there's like news about J Lo or something, there there seems to be a very like sour react, like a very valid but sour reaction to like oh this lady, you know, like this lady again who, you know, when it's convenient for her, you know, really use a lot of of um, black culture to further her career, but then also now she's like an act, but also she's an actress now, um, and like is married to Ben Affleck now, and like just very like she to me feels like somebody who and I'm sure you can talk about this more um when we talk about like her enneagram type but kind of like a chameleon who would just do what's best for her career and has a very like strategic crafted image
0: yes yeah yeah yeah. and I was also gonna say like with the chameleon thing and she uses uh like her proximity to Blackness, like, oh, I'm from the Blanc, I'm from the Blancs. I'm from the Bronx. (laughs) Um, You know, to try to gain clout within the hip-hop community, but is also happy to distance herself from that when she feels like it's not serving her. Yeah, very much chameleon energy. Um, And... She, I guess we'll start talking a bit about the Enneagram because I don't know how to talk about Jennifer Lopez without talking about the fact that she's a three. Um, And again, maybe I am wrong and I don't know because she puts out such an image but she works so hard to put out that image that I really have a hard time not seeing her as anything besides a three, Um, which is, okay. So the Enneagram three, I want to be mindful of how I speak about the Enneagram on this podcast because there is so much that talks about behaviors of the Enneagram and it's more about motivations and it's like this motivation to create an image or to work to be a persona or a person um, and you really believe that's who you are but you're just like falling into it because that's what you believe you need to be to be societally accepted, to reach the standard. Um And it's not like these are necessarily always conscious motivations, and I think you can see a lot of that going on in the way she, like, has been presenting herself in the last few years. Like, her engagement to A-Rod did not pan out. There was that whole cheating scandal. Um, And she lost a bit of control with the narrative, especially because you have, like, things like Dumois and a lot of blind items that are really popular now, where people can find that information out. (sighs) And so, okay, perfect. Um, so you can find that information out. So it, like, she lost a bit of control of the narrative and to take it back, it was almost like when she got back together with Ben, oh, like let me create this beautiful image of a couple reconnecting and finding their love and let me share it so intimately with my followers, subscribe to my newsletter to get the first details of our engagement of our wedding. And then I do want to circle back to what you were talking about in the beginning of um, like, I think Jayla is a very smart person. So I don't want to detract anything by saying like what I've been saying. Uh, The trends in celebrity culture right now, if you think like Sophie and Joe Turner, Sophie Turner and Joe Jonas. Yeah. They're given, we're giving them female last names now, but anyways got married in Vegas before they did their big wedding it's like oh we're Courtney and Travis just recently did it it's like oh we're so in love we can't wait we just have to get there so it feels like it fits with that cultural narrative of oh my god we're just so in love and then you have the Paris thing which is like oh it's so romantic right Paris is the romance capital of the world or whatever they call it and then they have this big blowout wedding where it's like oh and you also get to see her in white. way oh it's a very specifically crafted in my opinion of like telling a narrative and a story and I think we get into that a bit with her documentary on Netflix which I personally did not watch but I listened to a couple of people talk about and a couple of the criticisms which I'm going to list are from Celebrity Memoir Book Club where they talk about how she they weren't that they weren't really sure what the purpose of the movie was because it seemed like it was going to be for hustlers like when she started out and like or if like if she got nominated for an oscar but she did not and so then they couldn't say that then or awesome one or nominated i can't remember it's been five million years in pandemic years um then it was supposed to maybe be the thing about a rod but they broke up so then they had to like apparently splice a lot of ben's stuff in there and i do really think that She's struggling to put out a narrative that like, I'm finally happy, I'm finally this, I'm finally that. Uh, She has escaped the Bronx and her closeness to black culture and has now moved on to the perfect rich people, neoliberal fantasy where it's like, I am inclusive to the point that it impacts my life and I don't care about anyone else because if they meant it, they would have worked harder,
1: <laughs> yeah. So I just remembered a couple other things that I don't have in the notes, but just i'm I'm remembering because uh, as what you're talking about with her image and crafting and and i I think it's fair to say, like, as we're talking about her as a three. Um, and whatever critiques we have about her, like it doesn't take away from like the hard work she has put in. Like I remember reading uh, uh, something from an article a long time ago about Ben Affleck talking about why he fell in love with her, and part of it was that he like was so inspired and uh, by her and admired like her work ethic, and that you know they met when they were actors in a movie. Um, so he would, and I remember him saying something along the lines of like how, how just like her. Or, I mean, sorry, just like him, um, she would work, like, as an actor during the week, um, but then on the weekends, she would go into, like, the studio to work on her music that, like, she did put in, you know, her energy, so, like, I, I never want to take that away from women, especially women of color, when we talk about these things, but it's, like, it's, like, a both end. it's, like, and she's still kind of, like, a neoliberal show, you know, like, it's, it's a both and. but I wanted to mention, also, think, just thinking about how, like, so she had dated, before um, Ben Affleck, she dated um, did um so that was her I don't know like hip-hop black culture co-op era and then remember she for a while and I thought she was gonna stay with him forever she was married to Mark Anthony so that was like her Latin music Latin culture era and she has um two children with him twins um one of them who um maybe non-binary one of them who uses um they them pronouns um which is interesting because I mean it feels very like it, it and I'm not saying it's, like, a PR move, but I remember finding out when she introduced her child, you know, like, in a public, in a public way like that. Um, but, I mean, it does make J-Lo seem, like, very, like, woke, right, with, like, the, all the trans issues we talk about, right, these days. Like, it's very, like, oh, like, j is inclusive, right, to LGBT folks, right, um, which I find interesting. Um, and she's been married um, two other times as well, um, to some other folks I think one guy was like uh, like a backup dancer yeah backup dancer and one guy was like from when she was like younger um which is really interesting um just kind of seeing the I guess like the trajectory of her like life and how in each relationship it has a different aesthetic to it I mean threes are image types right so so it feels very like the aesthetic of when she was married to Mark Anthony the aesthetic to now her being married to Ben in 2022
0: Yeah, I agree with this deeply. And I also want to say in regards to her non-binary child, and this isn't to say by any means that trans and non-binary folks are quote-unquote made that way by their families. But I do wonder, she has such a drive to control the narrative surrounding her image that I do wonder, like how much pressure that was being her child you know like i wonder
1: i mean how much pressure it still is because they're still yeah I yeah think, yeah i think both they're are, teenagers they're, they're still yeah. minors right yeah i'm like they're minors yeah the yeah. whole so, um and i think same with ben's kids i think they're also pretty young
0: like, also did you see violet affleck in those videos or in the pictures from their wedding or whatever she looks so. I was like, "Why is Jennifer Garner at their wedding?" She looks identical. Um, maybe we'll add that in the promotion for this show when we post it. So if you are curious, we will maybe add a highlight if it's not us in feed post of and Ben's fucking back tattoo. Um.
1: Yeah, and so I think something we didn't mention uh, because we don't we don't always go literally even with our notes but that so of course their relationship started like 20 years ago in the early 2000s was very public it is interesting to me and this is where I I kind of it's hard for me to talk about this without like you When I talked about the Enneagram I want to talk about like the astrology about it because they both um after their um first engagement ended in the 2000s very quickly moved on with other people so like Ben went on to marry Jennifer Garner and J-Lo went on to marry Mark Anthony and um and then now they're back together and I find it so so interesting and you know I always find like the astrology of like celebrities interesting but I find it extra interesting and like maybe I have a more like um the the relevance feels like even more for me when it comes to them because i they have the same sun moon placements as me so me <laughs> jlo and ben were all leo suns with scorpio moons and i just find that super fascinating because also um when i was younger in my college years I had a boyfriend who was also a Leo sun Scorpio moon. And so this dynamic, like just, just haven't been in that relationship where, you know, how that dynamic can be um, is very interesting to kind of observe that in JLo and Ben. Um, And, and so, you know, I feel like they are both very much Leo sun Scorpio moons. Is that like in the stereotypical ways of being Leo's like they're, they're like mega superstar type of people, like very high achieving, like very like glam, they live like glamorous lifestyles. Like we know them, we love their movies or music or whatever they they do. And also I I find that they're also like very intense and that, that Scorpio moon, um, part of them where, and, and I can see it in how like they, and, and I, um, feel like I'm calling myself in with this as well, but like really have having these like intense relationships and then really wanting more like they'll move on to the next person fast because they want to find like that love again or that whatever it is and I'm like oh yeah I I know what that's like um and I actually thought it's really interesting but I actually thought that when JLo was with A-Rod I thought that that was who she was going to end up marrying like I it because I remember her image at the time when she was with him like at the time I I remember like following her, and like she had a song come out about him, basically, a song about wanting him to put like a ring on it. like when are you gonna put a ring on it? kind of vibe um and it and I thought that was gonna be like her, I don't know, her aesthetic happiness, what bliss, right it It seemed that way when she was with him, um, but it's so interesting to see him to see her um, go back to Ben after A-Rod, some, a critique of j that I have seen, um, that I'm like, well, that could also be a critique of me is how she doesn't, um, cause she's like 53, she's in her fifties. But when you look at like her history, um, she's like never been without a partner. Like she goes from partnership to partnership. And that's part of like, this is something that I've read about Leo sun, Scorpio moons in particular, um, and can sometimes be a tribute to Leo's is that we are serial monogamous so that we would just we want to be partnered monogamous and then we want to be partnered like on and on um and I just think it's really interesting to see because I I kind of see that in both of them and I can like a part of me is like for all the critiques we have we're having about them right now like there's a sense that I like want to root for their like their love like the the peer like oh I'm a Leo and I just want to be in love and like I I found my person like there's a part of me that's like oh like that's sweet because like that's basically what we all want and especially for like Leo Scorpio moons like we all want that intense love this is my person you're my person um but also like you know it's is it healthy though (laughs) like I don't know if you want to talk about um Ben and his maybe um substance issues
0: yeah 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 okay Um, So, Ben Affleck was notably uh, taken to rehab by his ex-wife at the time, who's still also his ex-wife, Jennifer Garner, uh, I believe for gambling and alcohol, if I remember correctly. Um, And it has been speculated since the pandemic began, which is when a lot of any sober people or people who know sober people know the pandemic was very hard for people in recovery and so there has been a lot of blind item speculation, a lot of media speculation around whether or not uh, Ben is maintaining his sobriety at this point in time which like really sucks um, and Tian and I talked a bit about this and I, I don't know this man's type for sure, I do not but if I had to guess, if I truly had to guess, that man is an Enneagram 4, and he is a sad boy, okay? This man is, what I'm guessing is some variation of, I don't know what his subtype is, actually. I can't get to assume that much. But it seems as though he is either hiding from his sadness or reveling in his sadness, uh, and has pretty much allowed Jennifer to take the Jennifer Lopez to take the reins in regards to his image, because if we cannot we cannot forget that type fours are also image types. So enneagrams, twos, threes, and fours, very much image types. Uh, it is see me, the ideas generally see me the way I want to be seen. Uh, there are different motivations for that, different reasonings, different ways that that, that appears amongst those types and amongst within those types individually. Uh, but Ben really strikes me as there is a deep longing sadness and uh, one thing forest can get caught up with is uh, the grass is greener thinking where it's like oh the grass is greener over there so oh maybe if I get back with Jennifer it will be okay maybe if I you know find a new Jennifer it will be okay Um,
1: (laughs) yeah just Isn't it weird to you that he's been married to two Jennifers? Like, I gotta say, like, that is a little bit... Like, I just can't imagine... So I'm thinking about my ex from college. I'm not going to say his name. But I can't imagine that if after I had broken up with him, after we were over, that I would then date and immediately get into a really serious relationship with someone with the same name as him. Like, that feels very, like that's just so weird. Like I, I don't think people talk about that bit as much, but maybe it's just me. I'm weird about names reminding me of people.
0: Um, I went through a phase in my, I will, I also can say I'm weird about that, but I also went through a phase in my life where like, I could not escape a man with a specific name. Like it would only ever be that specific name that was like coming at me or that I'd be like, Oh, that guy's so cute. I should go talk to him and be like, this is my name. And I'm going to not say it for it being very common. And people knowing. Uh, but yeah, I also had an ex who was a four, who once we broke up, immediately started dating a three, who has very much trajectoryed his life. Um, so, I mean, I could see it being the case where it's just like, oh, someone who's going to do the thing for me, so I don't have to worry about it. And I can just wallow in my sadness or escape from sadness through whatever that substance or thing or escape may be and I I don't know for sure and I'm, I don't mean to like project ideas of me know like parasocial ideas that I know Ben Affleck and I know Jennifer Lopez and I know but from what I perceive that's how I feel
1: yeah yeah, and so if you've been watching um, the video, I'm cringing when I was cringing so hard when you're talking about him being a four, because I am a four, and um, I it's so, okay. And I had talked to Zara about this as well, where like you know, the internet people on the internet will say something, and then I would say to Zara like, "Oh, the internet says so and so is a whatever type," and then she'll be like, "Hmm, I can see that, or maybe this," and um, so the internet. Uh, or one of like the websites on the internet that types celebrities says that he is a seven. Um, And I can see why they say that just because he's like a famous rich person who does a lot of stuff. Right. Um, And then I was telling Zara that I felt like he was a six, just because I was thinking like threes and sixes, you know, in relationships. And, um, but but the thing is, he does seem like a reactive type. So that's four, six or eight. Um, But when Zara was saying oh he has like sad boy vibes like big sad boy vibes I was like oh yeah actually he really does (laughs) like I can see that and like I can see myself in that as well um as a four who's a Leo sun Scorpio moon um and you know there's like funny there's like a really funny meme of him actually there's like two memes of him now you know there's like more than one meme of him and just the expressions that he makes um with like the sad boy vibes or just like the the struggling vibe like like um that he's like struggling um and there's like a new meme now since he married um J-Lo um of like him falling asleep on a boat that's like now a meme what we were
0: talking about before we started recording was how sometimes when you see fours who are like unhealthy and famous you feel frustrated and sad about it which is understandable because it's like you have the most resources. Why are you the fucking worst? Um, and that's about any type. That's not specifically about fours, but Hien is a four. So, you know, she feels that more deeply. And my thought on it was, which is that I I want to be mindful of this and not give, not baby celebrities too much because you have the power to be rich and famous and yet you're being a fucking asshole. But I do feel bad for them in a way because it's like when you have a lot of money, you have a lot of people surrounding you who it's in their best interest a lot of the time for you to stay unhealthy because then that means they can uh, have power over you or control over you or get you to or influence you in some sort of way. So I imagine specifically if you're a sad boy in Hollywood that it must be hard to have like, who is likes drugs and alcohol for, to have a bunch of people around you who are like, I mean, if we just give him some drugs and alcohol, we can kind of do whatever we want, right? You know, because, like, that sucks. Um, but also, I don't want to give him too much credit because he's friends with Matt Damon, who is markedly the worst. If you don't know about Matt Damon, he has been charged with assaulting an Asian man as a child, right?
1: I think you're mixing him up. With someone else. oh with
0: Mark Wahlberg to me Mark Wahlberg and Matt Damon are the same person no they look alike or is that just <laughs> and they're also how, like both know? Boston boys yeah yeah yeah,
1: yeah. well because I, I was thinking he's friends with Matt Damon who I don't know mu- as much about but like on the outside seems to have more of a stable personal life like he's been married a really long time to a woman who's not famous. Yes.
0: And he uses his daughters a lot for PR stuff um, to make him sound good. So in an interview, Matt Damon said, oh, my daughter's taught me that I shouldn't be using the F slur. <laughs> and then he had to come out and say like, I don't use it. And it's like, well, if you're using it in front of your kid, you were using it. Um, but I and that think- is
1: Ben's best friend friend, that's what you've got. (laughs) Uh when we were talking about Ben's production company with the inclusion or equity writer thing where they try to have more um like diverse staff, like production in their production team, that is his project with Matt. So (laughs) like it's him and Matt have a production company that is supposedly trying to be more diverse.
0: Yeah. Okay. So basically, sorry, I've been reading this article. I think this happened in 2015 as well. Uh, So 2015 was just not a good year for Matt Damon and Ben Affleck, where a Black director or co-star was talking about how it's important if your, your representation in the film, if it's like only showing Black people as Hookers or prostitutes, sorry for those words. I think we have sex workers, which is a better term now. That um, it's important, you know, how you're portraying people on screen. So he interrupted her and said, "When we're talking about diversity, you do it in the casting of the film, not in the casting of the show." <laughs> so he mansplained some sort of diversity issue to a black woman who is arguably more versed on that conversation than a white man from Boston, sorry. But yeah, exactly. So it's like, you can have a diversity and equity inclusion on your rider and ask for more diverse pra- uh, staff, but if you still think it's okay to joke and use the F slur, uh, how much of a space are you creating that's safe? you're doing the bare minimum? It's again, one of those situations where it's like your values are only important when it matters to you when it affects other, like, when it affects other people, it doesn't matter to you.
1: Yeah. Um, And of course, you know, I think, I kind of doubt that they're very even that involved in making their production more diverse. Like, they, they're not running the whole thing. Like, they're, they're, like, I mean, they're, they're running it, like, from the top. So, they have people under them who's, like, you know, actually working with like the supposedly more diverse folks, right? So it's like, who knows? Who knows what it's actually like for those people to work under them and or work for their production company? Like, uh, we don't know um, if you have worked with them or worked for Ben and Matt's production company, and you want to s- tell us about it? Like, email yeah, us, we will, DM us.
0: <laughs> we will keep your shit totally anonymous. We are just genuinely curious for um, people who might have experience with that. And I also want to say, like, people can only be as aware as you are aware. So if you are at the top and you don't understand that using the F slur is inappropriate, I find it very hard to believe that you handpick the people who are under you who are hiring the diverse staff get that as well. You know, it's more likely that they also think it's just funny. It's just a joke. Where it's like it's actively harming people who are being unalived by fucking racist, homophobic, transphobic pieces of shit. Uh yeah, I don't know. I think that's so interesting that one of their like points of contact is that they have a diversity and equity writer, but they seem so deeply unaware of these issues.
1: Right, right. It is, it is really interesting. Um, well, here's something, you know, I want to ask you. What do you think Benefer? I mean, even the phenomenon of me- Benefer, right? Because I think they were probably one of the first couples that even have that like PR celebrity they, they were, were the, the first yeah they
0: were the first I believe um yeah. and they were the first highly publicized couple which I think also probably attributed to their breakup because they were being followed by Hopper off yeah we in the 2000s
1: yeah in the 2000s they were like the first what do you think I mean I guess what do you think you know Bennifer being a pop cultural phenomenon or topic like what do you think that says about our society right since we're trying to, since we try to exam, examine, you know, pop culture and what it means and our values. It's like, why do you think 20 years later, we're still talking about benifer
0: I'm raising my hand like we are in a classroom. Um, But I think it really pulls on this collective longing for a simpler time and nostalgia. And because I believe they were together in the early 2000s Right after 9 11, where we weren't really aware of what was going on underneath the surface, and people who were aware, people were just like, You guys are just paranoid. What do you mean they're going to take our rights away? Uh, but I think they are just filling our cultural desire to go back to simpler times and have something that we, I think there's this thing, and they talk a lot about it in trauma, where if you're like, If you experience a traumatic situation, you, your body and your brain, like unawarely, keeps going back to try to recreate that scenario to quote unquote, get it right and fix it. Um, But like, if you work on trauma stuff, you learn that it's not about recreating the situation and getting it right. It's about recognizing that that situation, you are doing a recreation and like figuring out like, okay, what do I want if I'm not actually in trauma response? Like if I'm not just like drawn by this trauma dynamic, that's like really filling what my body knows and to predict. Uh, and I think that's what we all want right now. And I also think it's a bit of what Benifer is doing right now with themselves. It's like, we want to fix it and do it right and do it different. And it's like, okay, well then we all need to slow down and do some healing and recognize where we're the problem and learn some different skills so that we can all make a different choice, not in a trauma response, but we're like, we must get Beneford down the aisle. That will make us all happy. Um, you know, and I don't think it's just them. I think it's a lot of things. And I don't think I'm immune to doing this because, you know, Mia Khalifa and her boyfriend broke up and I feel sad about it. And it's like, it's fine. She's okay. Uh, you know, and it's also, you don't know her, so you don't get to have lots of opinions on her life, and maybe you're trying to seek something out of that, which is like finding love again and finding things, you know? I'm like, yes, I feel a little bit vulnerable saying that on a podcast. So I'm going to stop talking, but it is true. Like we can recognize how our patterns come up in what's going on around us.
1: I do agree with you on simpler times and like the nostalgia, like just because I'm thinking about when they were reported to get back together at first um there was so much like all the headlines were all like they harkening back to the past like oh it's like 2002 again or like oh like you know then there's just like so much like nostalgia with them because they were like superstars um back then Uh, of course simpler times um and so I definitely feel like there's something to that Of course, for me, it's so fascinating that they are the same sun and moon sign as me because you know what? It had me thinking, like, would I ever get back with my college ex, right? And the thing is, like, no, I really don't think I would because he, well, okay, I want to first just start by saying I haven't talked to him in years, and so I don't actually know what he is like now but I, I do see parallels with him and Ben. They actually have the same birthday, funny enough, like August 15th. Um, and also my ex also had, um, you know, issues with substance use. Um, and I, and I don't know if that's still the case. Um, but, and, and my, I will say my ex was also like, um, a privileged white man. Um, and so, yeah. know i i see kind of parallels of like where they may um where they may put their energy to avoid like the sad boy feelings right um and so i you know um i wish him well but like i don't want to have anything to do with that again you know it's like i wish him well and i don't want to have anything to do with just being with like a white privileged man who has sad boy feelings and doesn't fully know how to like deal with it basically um and so it's just kind of funny and and I do think though there is this because there because we are we're going off this assuming that they're both image types right and and I do think that there is something kind of cool about observing these two image types give us the aesthetic right like the the narrative because right now um well, I would say their Vegas wedding and Paris honeymoon, they were on a high of like, good for them. You know, they got back um, together. And now it's like, they're, sometimes it takes, you know, 20 years to, or like, you know, when people talk about like, true love well, goes through like so much, right? Like it's, And I they're, also got, they're got... writing on that image. Um, but then the imitation plantation is making their, their image kind of go down yeah. a bit. <laughs>
0: Well, and I think that's too much of trying to craft the perfect narrative. Um, but I also want to say, too, I do we do support their relationship and we hope they're happy and healthy and safe and find the good things. Um, and I do one thing I do love about this thing is that she is a woman in her 50s finding love and being happy, which we quite often tell women like once you're in your 30s, you're too old for any man. Uh, so we do like
1: that. Um <laughs> Oh yeah, and did you know that he's younger than her? I didn't realize it. Um, But he's no, but that does
0: not surprise me. Just because he looks like he's in his forties, and Jennifer Garner is younger, I believe, too, right? Um, God, the presentation. Jennifer
1: Garner is probably younger than him, but J Lo is older than him.
0: Yeah, sorry, that's what I meant. Jennifer Garner. I don't know any of their names. (laughs) Um, there's too many
1: Jennifers. Uh, yeah. Also,
0: I want to even combat my own Jennifer. Garn- like Jen- Jennifer's are all threes. Um, I because I do wonder if Jennifer Garner is a two.
1: Now that is very fascinating if if he's a four, right? And she's a two. And you've told me before that twos and fours kind of enable each other or could enable each other. They can't,
0: like twos and fours can have, any type can have a healthy relationship with any type. So I don't like saying like, oh, twos and fours are bad together. Twos and fours are good together. Um, I do know that twos and fours can have this dynamic of push pull where it is they are constantly chasing and pulling away from the other because they are scared of intimacy and vulnerability um which seems like a two would con- might be drawn to someone who they could fix and help and someone with substance abuse problems might be drawn to someone who could help them and take care of them so it does make sense that that would happen because there, it does feel very push pulley where there are those photos like I mean he got caught cheating with the nanny and then like a few weeks later there are photos of like her driving him to rehab and stopping and picking him up like McDonald's or whatever <laughs> it's like
1: the mothering that yeah and
0: her and, just... and Glennon and Doyle are doing this thing with the women's soccer team now where they're being the team moms which I'm like this just feels very true behavior for me um I don't know. Again, I can't know. Um, and I wish them all well, but this does
1: seem like an image type group.
0: <laughs>
1: yeah. You know what? I see it. Uh, now that you mentioned that about Jennifer Garner, I definitely um, see it, which is so interesting because I'm sure I'll spend time afterwards reflecting on what I've observed. Um, but yeah, anything else you want to express about Bennifer today? Um,
0: Uh, everything that did not come with a source or was not our own opinion is alleged. We are not trying to get sued. Uh, that I think is very important, and I just want to reiterate that multiple times because we are talking about really wealthy people. Um, and we like Jennifer Lopez and Ben Affleck-ish enough that we want them to be well and happy people. Um, and. Yeah, that just seems like a big, I am, I, I do wonder if it started as PR, and just rekindled feelings, or I am very curious about how they got back together, you know, that
1: would be my final thing. I'm just always curious. Yeah. Um, that is very interesting you say that, because I remember when the news first came out, that it tried to emphasize that they were just friends for a little bit. And then it would became very clear that the public image or the narrative was that they officially got back together. Um, so I I think that part is really interesting. And, and um yeah, I I don't feel as much um like I need to worry about whatever we said just because I'm like they really probably don't care and People have said way worse about these two. <laughs> like, I feel like we're pretty generous, right? And, um, but I do think, like, I do think that it is gonna be interesting to observe them, Benefer, as a phenomenon together. Um, and also, I'm really in particular interested now that she's married to Ben, what will JLo's like image look like from now on? Like, I'm very curious to know, especially
0: if she is a three, like we suspect there's going to be a like, well, what do I create? What image do I create now? Because like she's in her 50s, even if she could have kids, why the fuck would you want to? You know what I mean? Um, So I I agree. I do think that's really interesting. And I also want to add uh, something that I learned through Leah Remini's book, which is that Jennifer Lopez's father, I believe it is, very high up in Scientology. Not high up, like working in, but he's like very in, he's in the folds of Scientology, like pretty deeply. Um, and so it leads me to suspect that she is not necessarily a Scientologist, but somewhere like on their neutral ground. Um, yeah, so I wonder if there will be some sort of image crafting going on there, or maybe if they're helpful, you know? I don't know. It just makes me so curious as to like what goes on in her life in the background. Sorry, that was a bomb to drop at the end of this episode, and I kept meaning to bring it up earlier, but I forgot until just now. It's like, oh yeah, right.
1: That is so interesting. I totally did not know that, but um, yeah, that that's super fascinating. Um, but yeah, that's all that's all I have to say for today on Bennifer. Same.
0: Damn. Um- I love doing these episodes. I We've gotten feedback. We think that you guys are liking them. So uh, if you have any ideas for topics you'd like us to cover, send us an email or a DM on Instagram.
1: Yep. We look forward to hearing from you. Thank Thanks. you. Thanks. Bye.